0: Hey, Julia here. A quick announcement before we get started. Spirits is doing a live show in New York City on July 15th. We'll be in person at Caveat and live streamed online so you can see us either in person or on your computer. Tickets are available now at spiritspodcast.com live or you can click the link in the description. We hope to see you there. And now let's get to the episode.
1: Welcome to Spirits Podcast, a boozy dive into mythology, legends and folklore. Every week we pour a drink and learn about a new story from around the world. I'm Amanda, and I'm Julia, and I'm Eric. And this is episode 291, Your Urban Legends. All right, guys, we got to we got to start this off with a story from me.
2: Okay, we have to. Great,
1: we do. Julia, I, I love hearing your stories.
0: So you guys remember how I had a creepy chest that we found
1: in our attic that we saw it open and there was nothing inside of it. How could I ever forget? You offered to let me see the chest in question when I visited you a couple of weeks ago and I said, no, thank you. You're like, you know what,
0: I'm good for now. I'm like, you know what, Amanda, fair enough. That's fine. I'm good. So I have been saying, hey man, you know, My house isn't haunted. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. Everything's fine with this house, right? It might be a little haunted.
2: Okay. Just a little haunted.
0: What's the evidence? Like, listen, I haven't seen like any ghostly apparitions. I haven't heard whispered voices or anything like that. However, a ghost might have locked me out of my house.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Tell me more.
0: I have a, a wonderful house. I love my house a whole lot. Ghosts listening to this. I love this house a whole lot. Please stop. But I was taking a little break from work and I decided to go check on some plants that I had planted in my backyard. It was a really beautiful day. So I had opened up the front door to let a lot of light in, but I had locked the glass storm door for the front. I also, because it was a beautiful day and very hot, I had the AC going. So I went outside and behind me, I closed the like heavy glass door rather than the screen door because they didn't want to let the AC out right and I was also like well you know I'm only going outside for like a minute or two to check on these plants, so obviously I'm not going to take my wallet my keys and also my phone Cut back to me trying to get back inside after I checked on my plants, which were all great. There's a little piece of wood that we keep in the slider of the glass door so that, you know, if someone was able to jimmy the lock open, they still wouldn't be able to open the door up. So despite the fact that I did not lock that door, I could not open it. Damn. Mm. Yeah. So I stood there in the backyard running through my options, which were... Well, I could go through the front door. No, Julie, you don't have the keys to the storm door. Well, I could get a bike and ride it to where I know my parents have a spare set of keys, which is like a mile and a half away. And I was like, well, no, Julie, you don't have the keys to the shed, so you can't get a bike out of the shed. I was like, okay, um, I don't have my phone. I don't have my car keys. I can't call anyone to come pick me up. So what I ended up doing was walking a mile and a half to my parents' house, getting the keys, having one of them drive me back to my house, and then letting myself into my house. So thank you, ghost. I got my steps in that day. And luckily, I have not
1: been locked out since. But the ghost did try to lock me out of the house. I'm convinced. I'm terribly sorry about that. That's frustrating, and I think all of us have had the experience of being locked out just the one time, hopefully, and then if you're anything like me, you buy one of those things with a keypad and code that you can lock near your house in case that ever happens again. That
0: is smart. I probably should do that. Normally, we have a keypad to our front door, but again, the
1: storm door was locked, so I couldn't get access to the keypad.
2: Those darn storm doors. If we just didn't have storms... None of this would have happened.
1: There you go. Have we considered not
2: having storms? Have we? Mm. Have we? I think if anything, humanity has decided more storms.
0: Mm. Hotter mm. storms,
2: windier yeah. storms, worse storms all around.
0: Yeah. So the ghost thankfully has not locked me out since and has not played any other tricks on me. But you know what? I was pretty sure that I secured that piece of wood so that it would not fall down when I closed the door. And yet, there we were.
2: Can't trust wood. Can't trust a storm door. Just... <laughs> Who can you trust these days?
1: Can't trust anything these days. Well, Julia, would a lovely handwritten letter with the most gorgeous envelope I've ever seen cheer you up at all? Obviously it would. Oh my God, that is so pretty. This is an absolutely gorgeous letter from Stephanie with a skull, a martini glass, and a a rocks glass on the front, and not an actual wax, but a drawn-on wax seal. On the back. Whoa. Which is amazing. Because I always get nervous with real wax seals that it'll like fall off or have some kind of issue in the post. But this was like watercolor painted it's so beautiful oh, the attention to details that our listeners put in is truly incredible highly recommended so stephanie writes hey creepy cool spirits friends longtime listener first time caller here my name is stephanie Sheher, and i am a 19 year old college junior at uw seattle when you mentioned school breezeways in mm. urban legends 43 i knew i had to write in and also an excuse to write a physical letter Always, Stephanie. Thank you. We love it. I went to Inglemore High School, about 45 minutes northwest-ish of Seattle. If you look up pictures of the school, you can see the covered walkways that connect the buildings. The story goes that the architect who designed our school lived in California and neglected to consider the weather of the rainy city. I assume that would count as a hometown logical answer for you, Eric. There you go. Thank you. On the hidden swimming pool side of things, I have two to mention. The first actually existed at St. Edward State Park, which is close to my house and connects via trails to my elementary school. The park has an old seminary building that was recently transformed into a hotel, Mm. but before it sat mostly empty for years. There was a pool building, which was open to the public when my brother was little but closed before I can remember it. The empty pool is always kind of creepy to picture, and the seminary is slash was definitely haunted, whether by the supernatural or resident rodents of unusual size. <laughs> the second pool does not exist, but I remember there was a major rumor slash joke at my high school about the hidden rooftop slash underground swimming pool. I love that they uh, they sort of made both uh, versions of that work. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things you mentioned to students who didn't know the school well enough to see if they would believe it.
0: Yeah, that's always the, like, the trick or the thing, right? Is being like, oh, well, have you guys seen the swimming pool? And you're like, what swimming pool? Oh, my God. Tell me about it. And they're like, oh, it's on the roof. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> (laughs) Totally. 100%. Totally. Totally.
1: I had one of those moments when writing this, when you wonder if you actually remember something right or if you just dreamed it. I have narcolepsy with cataplexy, so vivid dreams are a side effect of my meds. Whoa. This was in regards to the high school swimming pool story. So, hey, maybe I just made up a new urban legend by accident. Whoops, uh-oh. Anywho, hope you're doing well, loving on your animals, and eating good food. I would send you pics of my dog and cat, but I don't have physical pictures because phones. I do have a couple of recommendations for you. And then uh, Stephanie lists a few recs for us. Ooh! One is A Hollow Kingdom, where a crow tries to survive in the apocalypse in Seattle. Hmm. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, the TV show, yeah, um, which gets better starting with seasons two or three. You mm-hmm. agree, Julia? Yes, I do. And uh, The Prose Edda. I read this for a course called Vikings, and it was kind of hilarious. You get the original Norse myths with titles like Thor and the giant Hymir. Go fishing. Stay creepy, stay cool,
2: have fun, and don't die, Stephanie.
0: Yay! We have to start reminding our listeners not to die at the end of episodes.
2: I mean, I think I mean I think it's one of those things you don't gotta say. Like don't 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 die.
0: I feel like maybe if we just like, you know, put our minds towards not dying,
1: maybe we just like straight up won't die. Yeah. Though, you know, I have a couple stories in mind for later in the episode where like dying isn't the end of the fun. So, I'll I'll save those tease those for the end. There you go. Ooh,
2: exciting. Well, I have some emails that we can get to before the end of the episode. Both strangely enough from Amarillo Ooh. I opened up one I read it I went oh Amarillo it's exciting good good little good little batch of stories in here I opened up the next one that had a catchy title more more stories from Amarillo I double checked different people so we'll just do Whoa. uh both of these stories they're both kind of like roundups kind of got a bunch of different stuff in them so like here's just two emails we've got one from EP that we'll start with and then we'll jump right into the one from rain
1: all right let's do it I can't believe that what's synergy
2: Yeah, I was just like, like, this keeps happening. This keeps happening where emails are related. (laughs) Where me and Julia picked emails from the same person completely, like, for the same episode, but at different times? Like,
0: what are the odds? It's fate, man. It's fate. fate. Everything pushing towards Amarillo. Is that Texas?
2: I sure hope so. I've been assuming it's Texas. It'd
0: be funny if they're two different Amarillos, like, in two different states.
2: So this first email from EP uh, is titled the nat and the uao okay my hometown of amarillo already has its small share of spooky buildings and urban legends included a haunted antique mall the nat and a haunted grain elevator and a few apartment buildings and hotels with seriously sketchy pasts now i i said something recently on an episode a few months ago that i think elevators seem particularly haunted these days Mm -hmm. this this one's not about the elevator but point for me about haunted elevators being a weirdly common thing
0: I will also say, I think almost all, if not most antique malls are probably haunted.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I just watched Toy Story 4 for the first time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, but there are uh, a bunch of living ventriloquist dummies that are Mm. identical in that movie. And it's real, real fucking scary at times.
0: Hate it. You know what, man? There's nothing scarier than a creepy doll or ventriloquist dummy. It's just a fact of life.
2: Oh, there's a doll that is creepy and is the ringleader of the four creepy dubbies. So, Naturally. I mean, it's it's quite it's quite a film. Mm-hmm. This is the building, the Nat, that most people think of when they think of ghosts in Amarillo and our most recent possible cryptid. The Natatorium started out as a swimming pool when it was built in 1922, two years Younger than my grandmother.
0: The synergy. <laughs> the,
2: the synergy. And it had been renovated later on when the pool was covered up by a dance floor. It was already a very popular place with names like Tommy Dorsey, Louis Armstrong, Benny Goodman, Duke Ellington, Guy Lombardo, Little Richard, Roy Orbison, and Buddy Holly and the Crickets performing there over the years. So like Whoa. quite quite the, uh, the 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 group. I'll say. Apparently there is a spirit of a woman with a red stain, wine, not blood. What? On her white dress, <laughs> who spent many long hours in the gambling hall and just never wanted to leave. Back in the 90s, a team of ghost hunters investigated the building, and their cameras kept turning off, but they managed to capture the EVPs of voices of guests, music, and singing. The building is now an antique mall. I mean, just all the creepy things. You've got pool, dance hall, and now antique mall, just like mm. so many different creepy things could be in all of those places. It's now an antique mall, but is also apparently still haunted. Mm. See that you gotta you gotta complete your renovations. You can't you just go. fill in the pool, put on a dance floor, and then eventually turn into antique mall. You gotta make sure you're doing all your requisite ghost removal as well.
0: It needs to be a full tear down.
2: <laughs> you can't just get rid of the abestus. You gotta get rid of the ghost too. That's true. Both of them. Bad for people. Recently though. Outside our local zoo, the security cameras have captured a photo of a creature in an unauthorized, locked area of the zoo. So this is a different story than the the natatorium. Through the tall, chain-link fence in the photo is an upright figure on two legs about the size of an average human that looks as though it has fur on its head and down its back. It has ears and a tail like a lion. The picture was circulated on the news and the public was asked for their guesses. I love that they're like, what do you guys think it is? The public? I'm sure we won't get any completely buck wild responses.
1: Yeah, that's the real maneuver of like, it was the person's idea who doesn't then have to sort of comb through the tip line where it's like, let's ask the public. Yeah, what do they think? The people who have those questions are never the ones who have to read all the answers.
2: We're not going to actually scope out the zoo one night as an investigation Mm -hmm. to actually figure out what this might be. We'll just ask the public. Yeah. Some of the guesses were a random person trying to sneak into the zoo, the Kentucky goat man visiting Avarillo, you know, just like the goat man's in from out of town, finally go visit the zoo, a costume zoo worker, and therefore just a publicity stunt, other mythological creatures, or a furry caught on camera. Just the full range of different things it could be.
0: Okay, so you guys might recall, but this was actually shared on our work Slack where it was, people were like, is this a chupacabra? Is it a person with a strange hat? What do you think? And so, yeah, if you'll recall, I truly believe that it's just someone's really good fursuit. I truly believe that it's just a furry out there having a great time.
2: Maybe doing a photo shoot. Who knows? I don't know any furries personally, as far as I know. But the one thing... I I gather about fursuits is they don't seem particularly mobile. Like, obviously, you can walk around a convention and other things and and do whatever you want to in your fursuit. But it just feels like they are pretty big. And I've been in a mascot costume, which is somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. and It just feels like, I don't know, I'm not running past the zoo at Amarillo in in a fursuit potentially. But you know what? Who knows? Who knows?
0: I feel like they only released a still, though. So I don't know if this person was like sprinting or something Mm, or if it was just like you know, uh, casually
2: strolling by. The picture I recall, I like, did seem to have some speed on it, but I just okay. maybe, I mean, it could just be like the lights looking weird because it's one of those nighttime shots and there's like mm-hmm. a bug flying by that makes it look fast. Like it's got anime lines going on.
1: It looked kind of like a low res uh, camera at night, like a still of a video image, mm-hmm. which definitely implies motion to me. But I, I think... Occam's razor is that it was a fairly inexpensive like nighttime trail camera. Yeah. yeah.
2: They have no idea what it is, but regardless, it's been dubbed as the U-A-O or Unidentified Amarillo Object. <laughs> Someone donated 80 security cameras to the zoo to help solve the mystery, so maybe we'll have an update on this one one day.
0: That's so many security cameras to that donate to the zoo. That is a lot of zoo. security cameras. Oh my goodness.
2: I'm sure the zoo would have just rather have gotten the money.
1: Yeah, probably, you know. That's fair. But I mean, listen, we're giving them free publicity on our podcast. So something worked. So we should get free tickets to that zoo forever in Amarillo. Just saying. Exactly. October 2023, Halloween live show, Amarillo Zoo. <laughs> a perfect our fees are reasonable.
0: Eric, I want to jump back really quickly to the gnat and the like introduction of this woman ghost wearing a white dress that is covered in red stain. Definitely not blood. Wine instead. Definitely
2: wine. Definitely what. How
0: do they know that? That was my first thought. How do they know that? Did they ask her and they're like, is that blood? And she's like, oh no, I spilled my Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm like, what you, how how do they know that?
2: I mean, depending on the detail of the ghost, you could be getting the coloration. And like wine is gonna stain probably a little bit less dark than blood. Also, like the way it's it splashes, wine could have a different pattern. Whereas blood usually so and obviously you can get you can get dots and blood pattern analysis from Dexter or whatever, and like figure out that kind of stuff. But I, I feel like I feel like if you have a good enough, high quality enough ghost, you could tell if it's wine or blood.
1: Okay. I don't know. I just, I would never have the confidence to look at a ghost and be like, I bet that's wine.
2: (laughs) Maybe she's also holding like a spilled wine bottle or
1: something. Maybe. I hope so. It's true.
2: Maybe there's extra clues around.
0: I just like this really fancy ghost like cradling a glass of wine as she strolls through this antique mall. Bless her.
2: Bless her heart. So our second Amarillo email comes to us from Rain and she writes, Heya, it's me, a person you've never met. (laughs) How are you doing? We're doing great. We're recording an episode. Doing great? We're doing great. Yeah. In my many years of living, I've experienced a saddening low amount of creepy shit. But one of my close friends seems to be a magnet for the creepy shit. Mm -hmm. I've collected hers and one of my own stories here, and I will start first with mine.
1: I think it's... Nice. To have a friend to whom creepy shit happens. Yeah. Because then you have the stories without having the first hand experience. Much like having a friend with like a summer house or a boat or a dog. Or a kid. You get to just enjoy all the upsides without any of the responsibility.
2: I think this is kind of what we're slowly developing between the three of us, where each yeah. of us has spooky stuff going on that we will deny. Yeah. But the other two people are saying, no, it's definitely... Go-. So now, like, I have a haunted house that I don't believe is haunted. Julie has a haunted house. She doesn't believe it's haunted. Amanda, you need to get something spooky going on in your life that you will deny. But me and Julie are like, no, it's definitely yeah. spooky. And you should you should evacuate.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. I also think that
0: it's very similar to, like, having a friend who's, like... Life is very like dramatic, and a lot of stuff happens to them, and you mm-hmm. get to hear about that juicy gossip, but not experience it firsthand. That's yeah. kind of the vibe.
1: Yeah. Or now that we are all uh, partnered and like have friends who are still dating, it's like, wow, that sounds uh, chaotic and kind of bad. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So rain continues. It was the middle of the night about 11 years ago. I had woken up, but can you imagine that 2011 was 11 years ago? Doesn't seem right. Anyways. Wild. No, no, it doesn't. I had woken up for no real reason, but I had always had bad insomnia. Anyway, I had sat up in bed for about five minutes just waiting to go back to sleep. Just when I was about to fall asleep, I felt a flick on my forehead. I didn't see anyone, but I swear I felt it. Just then, I heard the shower turn on. I could hear the shower curtain open, then close. I simply didn't sleep that night.
1: Ghosts don't need to shower. What the hell? Oh my God,
2: that's terrifying. The same occurrence happened time and time again until I was about eight. What? But did you hear the shower turn off? Hold on, no, no, no. Did the
0: shower just stay on for the rest of the night or did it eventually turn off and the like ghost came out and toweled
1: off? Like I need to know the details here.
2: We simply don't have the information. We simply don't have it.
1: Wait, I might be... I might be the shower ghost in my own house because this might be it. Explain yourself. So I get migraines from time to time and I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and have a terrible migraine. There's a few things that I have to do. Take my Excedrin, which has caffeine in it, which means I'm usually awake. I need to like, you know, drink a cup of tea. And showering is one of the things that makes my head feel better because just like the temperature difference of like hot massaging on my head feels good. Mm -hmm. And so... Today, like 12 hours ago at 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and had to take a shower to make my headache go away. And I texted my fiance, Eric, who was sleeping beside me. That way, in case he woke up in the middle of the night and didn't know where I was slash heard the shower on, I just texted him like, uh, I'm a migraine, like doing my steps. I'll see you later. But I was thinking at the time, like, man, I would be fucking freaked out if I woke up and it was dark and I heard the shower and my fiance wasn't next to me in bed. Like I would be terrified. Maybe it's me. Maybe, Maybe. my haunting. Maybe it's like, I also thought my downstairs neighbor, like I would think it's really weird if I heard my neighbor downstairs having a shower at three in the morning. I was so conscious and worried about my perception of my and now I'm having an email read to me that's exactly the same haunting? What? There it is. There it is, Amanda. It's
2: it's spooky. Kelsey often thinks I am a murderer when I come into the bedroom uh, a little (laughs) bit after her and I don't know what I could do about that. She goes to bed very early and usually I, I go to bed with her, but sometimes I stay up a bit later, and sometimes she just she just freaks out <laughs> in a in a very adorable way. But uh often I'm like, I I don't know how to help you with that. You kind of announce your presence. She just like convinces herself, she like wakes up to a sound and like assumes I am in bed, and then like there's another person. So it's like must be a murderer. Sure, sure, that makes sense. It wasn't until I was about eight, this started when I was five, when I thought, all right. I'm done with this bullshit. So that night, I got up and walked down the hallway into the restroom and opened the door. Inside, there was nothing. Mm. All the lights were off and the shower wasn't even running. From then on, I never heard the shower again. I asked around my house and no one said they had ever heard it run. So, shrug. Here are two quick stories from my friends. One night... Her and another friend were at the elementary school park, and it was about seven-ish. As the sun set, they started to head home, and on their way, they saw an old man standing under a lamppost.
0: Nothing creepier than an old man.
2: And, and under a lamppost. Mm-hmm. How terrifying. He turned his head and looked at them. He waved at them and smiled. Both of them had a bad feeling in their stomachs and began to walk the other way. Mm-hmm, Once mm-hmm. they gained some distance, they looked back at him and and he was gone. Classic. The only person near was what looked like an unhoused person, and he was just standing looking into the alley. It looked as if he was wearing a beanie, but then he grabbed his hat and pulled it over his face. When he did, there was a loud squelch.
0: I'm sorry, what? what?
2: That's where the story ends. I'm sorry, No. Just extremely spooky stuff.
0: I feel like we need to get better answers. We need to, like, I I need closure for these stories. Unacceptable
1: unacceptable seriously
2: I, d- I did start by saying this is just a grab bag of stories from ambarillo and like what well, i meant it just like that's all that's all that we saw we saw him just kind of squish his, his face down and that that was it spooky beanie horrifying he's got a bag of holding that he's converted into a hat
1: i, I don't mm-hmm. like it oh i was thinking like skin suit you know like mm. uh, you know also bad. A, a new face on your face mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. no idea don't like that The other story took place after she moved into a new apartment. Her room had a window right next to her bed. That night she heard heavy breathing and she looked out the window and there was a man looking in. The apartment was on the fifth floor.
0: No, 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 no. That's it. That's it.
2: That's the story. Just another spooky thing. I like these because they're like prompts for like spooky tales to tell of the dark (laughs) kind of things and i can imagine this creepy image drawn for each of these little tales Mm -hmm. but like there is is there's nothing much more than that i like it is like here's just a little taste of a creepy event and and i'm loving it
0: was there a fire escape like i need i need answers here i need answers here
2: rain wraps up her email with i hope you enjoyed these stories if you like i may tell you the story of get ready for this one The Texas Testicle Tickler. I don't know if that's a ghost or someone in jail, but I do want the email regardless.
0: I also, Rain, if you send us that email, it needs to have a conclusive ending. It needs something
2: <laughs> we need to know something we need to know uh, we need to know a little bit more about some conclusion.
0: I need reactions from your friends I need I need something here. you can't just tell me this is what happened and then no closure at all.
2: <laughs> agreed
0: did they run away after they heard the guy's face squish like I, I need to know these things
2: I can only assume they ran away they must have ran home I
0: mean, yeah, maybe. They
2: made it, obviously. Everyone's okay.
0: But I don't know that. Maybe that friend got got eaten by, by the squishy face man. I don't know.
2: Well, there we have a uh, quite a grab bag from Amarillo.
0: There we go. Well,
2: a lot of spooky stuff for us to investigate if we ever go down there. Texas. Mm. Seriously.
0: Well, I have a story about an olive ghost, but before we do that, I think I need to get a refill. Me too. Let's
1: do it. Julia, welcome to the mid-roll. Amanda, thank you. What do you got over there? That smells delicious. It really does. I have some nachos made with vegan cheese. Oh, I like, I like a lot. How did you get it to melt so well? Vegan cheese never melts well. You gotta know, you gotta know.
0: You know all the secrets, just like our newest patrons, Amanda. They know all the secrets and they knew it by joining us here on our Patreon. So thank you to Sam,
1: Secret Admirer, Astrid, Kelly, Yana, and Raksha. You are the absolute best. And you, along with our supporting producer level patrons, always get a scoop of nacho with like exactly the right ratio of beans to cheese to pickled jalapenos to sour cream to guac. Amazing. It's a real skill. So thank you to our supporting producer level patrons, Alicia, and Daisy, Fruity Chick, Hannah, Jack, Marie, Jane, Jessica Kinzer, Jessica Stewart, Kins, Lily, Little Vomit Spiders Running Around, Megan Moon, Phil Fresh, Captain Jonathan, Malachite Cosmos, Sarah, Scott, and Zazi. And those legends, Julia, the legend level patrons after whom specific kinds of nachos are named at their local <gasps> bars. Whoa. Ariana, Audra, Bex, Clara, Iron Havoc, Morgan, Mother of Vikings, Sarah, and BM me up, Scotty. I can also make a promise to
0: you right now. If you are listening to this and you sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash spirits podcast, every time you eat nachos from now on, the nachos won't be soggy. <gasps> they will have the perfect consistency at all times. Oh, damn. That is a metaphysical promise I'm making to you, our listeners, right now.
1: <laughs> Julia, I knew you were powerful. I didn't know you were that powerful. That's patreon.com slash spirits podcast. I do my best. So Julia, apart from winning Jaws Trivia at your local bar for the second summer in a row, what have you been reading, watching, and listening to?
0: I also want to say we got every single answer right. And the guy was like, wow, I have to make the questions harder next year. (laughs) We're like, Bob, if you want to, sure.
1: Bob, we'll be here.
0: One, I would recommend, hey, like spending time in your community, becoming regulars at a restaurant or a bar or a shop that you really like and just like being noticed by the people in your community. Become a person in your community. It's very important. Also, I'm going to highly recommend uh, rereading a book out in the sunshine during the summer months because I love that. Yay!
1: For several years, I reread The Bell Jar like in one sitting at the beach, like four or five years in a row. I was in my early 20s, and that shit's too dark for me now. But I totally agree. Something about summertime means rereading books just hits different for me. I love that. I'm rereading The Wayfarer series by Becky Chambers Mm. right now, uh, naturally, because it's one of my favorites. Perfection. And I know that we updated y'all at the beginning of this episode, but also if you are listening in the present or the future, you are should come or watch, in retrospect, our live show at Caveat on July 15th. You should come in person in New York City. You can come to the live stream or you can watch the video on demand, the VOD, whether it is right now for you, July 2022, or if it's the far future, you can still do it. It's at spiritspodcast.com slash live. It's
0: great. We're going to have a great time. I've seen into the future and I know it's going to be a great live show. So please
1: come out and enjoy the show with us. I'm so ready. I'm picking up my jewelry. I'm getting my pre-show haircut today so that it's like exactly 10 days old, which is my sweet spot. Uh, By the time we have our live show, it's going to be awesome.
0: I love that for you. I also love the other member shows here at Multitude, including Horse, which is a podcast about ridiculous stories, internet drama, and some of the biggest and baddest personalities out there today, all from the world of basketball. Listen, I don't watch basketball. I probably, if you listed a city, couldn't tell you what the name of that basketball team was, but I love Horse. Adam Mamawala and Mike Schubert are the hosts, and they kind of take you through what you need to know about the unbelievable history and culture of what basketball is. New episodes released every other Monday. You just have to search horse in your podcast app or check out horsehoops.com because basketball is more than what just happens on the court.
1: Julia, you know, this was a great show concept because there are now like 20 shows that are kind of ripping off horse, which are all about basketball as the cultural force that it is in the U.S. and all over the world. So listen, check out one of the original shows. Check out something new about basketball news and culture every week. Look for Horse.
0: Now, Amanda, I recently, you know, it was a late Sunday morning. We had just moved a bunch of furniture in our house the night before. And so I woke up kind of late and I woke up to the smell of baking bread. And I was like, oh no, what is Jake doing? I'm so excited. <laughs> but what he was doing was taking one of the loaves of bread, of sourdough bread that we had gotten from Wild Grain and had put it in the oven and it was ready to go for delicious fresh bread when I woke up in the morning. And it's the best morning ever.
1: I gave one of our frozen Wild Grain loaves to one of my friends because there was a a ton of stuff in the box and my freezer is only so big and it was also crammed full with all of the stock I had just made. So I gave it to him and then he texted me a few days ago that was like, yo, I really impressed a date by putting that in the oven while she was over. And I was like, damn, Spence, good job.
0: Yes, and it is super easy. You can impress dates, but also not have to do a lot of like stressful baking. Wild Grain is the first bake from frozen box for artisanal bread. They also have like amazing rolls and pastries and handmade pasta, which I'm making pesto soon to have some of the handmade pasta with. It's incredible. Here's how it works. You sign up, you choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. And then Wild Grain delivers for free a box of breads, pastas, and pastries with easy to follow instructions. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. And if you're traveling or if your freezer is already full, you don't have to give it away to other people to impress their dates. You could just reschedule, skip, or cancel at any time. And if you are hungry, just listening to what I described to you right now, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box going forward when you go to wildgrain.com spirits to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com spirits. That's wildgrain.com spirits, or you can use the promo code spirits at checkout.
1: Julia, I am hungry now and you are making me think about what my dinner plans are going to be after work today. And I think I am going to order big sushi dinner <gasps> from our favorite local sushi restaurant via DoorDash because there is nothing like coming home at the end of a long day or looking up and realizing it's like 2 p.m. and there are no lunch places around your office, but you can get something delivered to you on DoorDash. And as a person who often kind of overlooks those material comforts and then realizes like, oh, shit, like I really do need to do this. DoorDash is a lifesaver so often for me. We use it multiple times a week. And it's awesome whether you want to get delivery from your favorite chain that's all across the U.S. or a neighborhood, staple and one of those businesses that you're becoming a local at, you can do that on DoorDash. They now allow you as well to get like late night ice cream, or if you forgot a key ingredient for dinner, you can get something delivered or just stocking up for the week. And they also have offers all the time on the app, like a certain percentage off if you pick up or if you get a grocery order delivered to you. So there's lots of stuff to enjoy in the DoorDash app. And these days you can also get safe outdoor drop-off. You can have contactless delivery where the Deliverer puts the item on your stoop or in your front door and then you come and get it later.
0: And for a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SPIRITS. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download that DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code SPIRITS. Don't forget, that's code SPIRITS for 25% off your first order with DoorDash
1: subject to change, terms apply. Subject to change, terms apply. <laughs> And now, finally, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Julia, there are a lot of ways that we take care of our minds. And I know for both of us, that might be a bath. That might be reading in the sunshine. Maybe it's seeing friends, going to the beach, enjoying the outdoors. And it makes total sense that you need to maintain your brain. You need to keep it healthy. Just like moving your body in a way that feels good, getting enough sleep, or doing like routine maintenance on your car, or changing the filter in your air conditioner. There's routine maintenance you need to do to keep things healthy and working
0: And a big part of that, at least for you and I, I know, is going to therapy. And BetterHelp is a great way of connecting to a therapist who can help you kind of exercise your brain to make it a healthier brain.
1: Even for me, living in the middle of New York City, I was really struggling to find a therapist that was taking new patients that I kind of vibed with. You'd have to pay for your first session or if you wanted to switch, it was like a whole nother rigmarole. And so BetterHelp has been a super convenient way for me to get therapy every week. And I went through a couple therapists. I switched therapists a couple of times and it was really easy and free in the BetterHelp app to switch therapists, which is not how it works normally. Yes. And you can get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, which is huge. And what
0: I really like is that they offer either video or phone or live chat sessions. So it makes it really easy to like not feel anxious going to your therapist, which kind of defeats the purpose of going to therapy in the first place.
1: Yeah. A couple of times, like if I'm working on something difficult, I like to do something with my hands, like do a public puzzle or knit or you know like water my plants. And so sometimes I'll do my therapy just with voice and not with video so that I can kind of move around and think and really focus on what's happening. And I love that BetterHelp is flexible enough to let me do that. So listen, our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/spirits. That's better h l p.com/spirits. And now, let's get back to the show.
0: All right, so we're back at it again and it's summertime and normally, normally I am not an IPA person, but when I went to the beer distributor, it seemed like everything that they had that was in the fridge was an IPA. So I took a chance and I grabbed a four pack of the Six Point Brewery Pineapple Resin Hazy Double IPA and I might be an IPA person now. I don't know. This
2: is is amazing because my, my recommendation is... Going to be anti-IPA. Ooh,
0: (laughs) hit me with it.
2: Yeah. I've just said, hey, are you a white guy in 2022 with a mustache? I'm not. Julia's not. And also, based on our our survey results, you listening also probably are not. Probably not. But if you are and you're like, hey, it's summertime, time for so time for some IPAs, let's just let's just have a pilsner. Let's just have a pilsner. Yeah. Let's just have a nice lager. They're great. I've had a couple local ones recently when I was out at restaurants. It's been nice and refreshing to kind of just have like a quality beer that wasn't packed full. Now, there's a place. Obviously, I'm not I'm not negging Julia's <laughs> recommendation. That sounds lovely when I'm there. Af- this is probably airing after the live show, but I'm probably going to want one of those. But you can also there's other beers out there and there are some light, refreshing, nice, simple, clean ones. I highly recommend make sure you go to a local brewery, check them out. And that's all I got to say about it.
0: There we go. All right. Well, you know, pick the lighter beer this time and not the IPA. There you go, people. We solved your problem.
2: Team Eric or Team Julia. Hashtag us. Yeah, on Twitter.
0: No, because I'm usually not an IPA person. This one was just particularly good. And also it was very boozy. It was like 9% for a double IPA, which is
1: impressive. I'm going to stay right out of this uh, debate. (laughs) I don't like IPAs. To say that I have recently been enjoying a hyper-local spirit, the St. Agrestis or Agrestis Distillery, which has both alcoholic and non-alcoholic Negronis, which is such a great drink to have in the summer. You can either you know, have it right from the bottle or you can serve it over ice with like a citrus twist, orange or lemon or something like that. They make all kinds of like digestifs, but they're most known for their Negronis. They have like bottled Negronis and then like bitters and other kinds of liqueurs. And gosh, they're delicious. And now they have a non-alcoholic version, too, for everybody out there who wants a refreshing drink that it doesn't have any booze in it. I love that.
0: I love that. I'm going to have to get one next time I'm in town. So good. So, y'all, I have an email here from Anna. And she has titled it, The Olive Ghost Has Been Getting More Serious Lately.
2: Oh. Oh, no. I don't know what that means. I don't know what more serious ghosting means, but I am thrilled to find out. Excellent.
0: So she starts right into the the drama, into the action. I moved in with my new husband almost two years ago. He has lived in this fairly new, nice, and well-maintained apartment for about a year longer than me. I believe this place is like 10 to 15 years old, so not the kind of place most thought of for a haunting. For context, this is a rural town just outside a major city in the Midwest United States. I have never thought about ghosts very much i would consider myself agnostic towards them so i don't know if they exist or not but i am open to conversations about both ghost stories are fun though this apartment is slowly changing my mind. Mm -hmm. We would notice sounds that my husband had never heard in his year of living here alone, but we just said stuff like, oh, the neighbors are hammering at 11 p.m. That's late, but no judgment. Or the water heater must be acting up again. We'll call maintenance, (laughs) which is classic kind of living in an apartment style vibes. Love that. Mm -hmm. After talking to our lovely neighbors the next morning, they had not been hammering. Maintenance checked and the water heater was fine. Occasionally, things will fall off the countertops. The first time this happened, it was a half full can of olives since we had just made a supreme pizza for dinner. Olives are great on pizza. Fight me.
2: Ow. Okay. I will fight you.
0: That was Anna writing that, but I also agree. Olives are great on pizza.
2: Olives are anti-flavor. They're bad on everything.
0: They're just salty and briny. Why are they bad on everything?
2: Bad on... I hate them. (sighs) I hate him. It's
0: fine. I'll continue doing this podcast with you.
2: I respect you and the listener, but... I hate them.
0: <laughs> so Ada says, my husband and I, along with our one cat, were comfortably in the bedroom at the time. Olives were all over the kitchen floor, and I had set the can firmly in the middle of the countertop. Hence the friendly nickname, the Olive Ghost. This has happened with items a few times since, but oh my gosh. I just had my hands off of my desktop as I was leaning back in my chair, thinking of what to write next. My cat comfortably bathing on the other side of the room when a stray AA battery just Tumbled off the desk from two to three inches away no joke it's like they know I'm writing about them I haven't even gotten to the most compelling and creepy parts of this experience so like that was an in media res kind of here's a haunting that just happened to me as I was writing this email so thank
1: you anna
2: that's amazing
1: you know I can't get enough of those hauntings
0: <laughs> so she continues I have had trouble sleeping in the past but I have never had like actual sleep paralysis until moving into this apartment for the last few nights It has happened very frequently, but it has happened occasionally in the last two years as well. As I'm falling asleep, I can feel myself immediately going into REM sleep, and I feel myself half dreaming and slowly becoming paralyzed, which she notes, you're not supposed to feel yourself do this. It's a normal thing, but you usually aren't aware of it. Right. It feels so helpless as I, aware that I am going through this, go into a random dream situation that I can't control. Sometimes I can start myself awake, but other times I have to make sounds to have my husband shake me awake. In my dream, I am I'm shouting because i'm in a dream within a dream within a dream and i don't know what's real but he says that i just make these sad kind of small ah, 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 sounds oh. until i wake up oh, no. it's really scary <laughs> that sucks yeah the thing that really prompted me to write this today is this olive ghost is using my phone
2: <laughs> okay
0: last night I was up at 2 a.m. after some bad dreams and I was looking at my phone, both for distractions and to remind myself that this is the real world. I saw my Google search history and everything I saw was something I had recently searched, except for the most recent one, which is, quote, there is no meat in your kitten. What?
2: I hate that. That (laughs) That is a series of words that just is so uncomfortable to hear.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Anna writes, I'm sorry? That is so (laughs) ominous and creepy. We do have a cat with significant muscle atrophy in her old age. Neither of us are known to actually talk in our sleep, and my Google Voice option hasn't even been activated anyway. I've tried it, but it never works. I doubt it could have picked up those random words.
1: I cannot stop both laughing and also being creeped out by this. Wow. That's pretty scary. And if you've never like sleep texted or sleep Googled before, like that was a habit, that would make sense. But I feel like you you would notice. Yeah,
0: maybe this is the first time that it's happened and the first time that she's noticed, but I don't know.
2: Oh boy. I recently read a book where a plot point is that someone breaks into someone's apartment and in order to let them know they were there, they just do a very vulgar search. So it's like the last thing that comes up And it's very creepy. It's a terrible thing for something that suddenly isn't what you search just in your history.
1: Yeah, seriously. Your phone really feels like a part of your body or environment in so mm-hmm. many ways. And that's like a really, that's like waking up with marks on you. That's what I sort of equate that to. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a great
0: point. That is the kind of like modern equivalent. Look at that. Yeah. Anna finishes out with one final short statement. When I moved in, I was putting decorative stuff, cookbooks and engraved cheese board, et cetera, on top of the kitchen cabinets. I found something that my husband had never found from the previous tenants. It was a sandwich bag containing strange stones and other artifacts. It had a note in a language that I couldn't read. I'm pretty sure that it had a lock of hair in it, not sure if it was animal or human. I noped that baggie right out of there into the trash. That's so scary, right? But now I wonder if that baggie wasn't summoning something, but rather was trying to keep something away. Stay creepy and cool always, Anna.
2: I think the wording of a language I couldn't read makes it, for me, a little less ominous than, like, a language I have never seen, Mm. right? That makes me feel like it's not, like, ancient ruins or something. It's just, like, I can't read this. I I can identify it, but I can't read it. That's a little less, but still all bad. All bad. 100% of the stuff.
1: I was... All on board for this mysterious bag of rocks and artifacts, which, you know, I got you. Until the lock of hair. For whatever reason, that is really what tipped me over to the edge of like, oh, fuck no, this is so spooky. Because a sandwich bag and also like notebook paper and presumably a ballpoint pen, right? Like, that means it's modern. This is not like a 1800s cloudy glass jar full of a mm-hmm, liquid. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it being newer makes it a lot less scary to me until we get to the lock of hair. The fact that it's new and has a lock of hair is an unholy combination I do not wish. Also, like, you brought up a great point, Amanda, which is, like, this is definitely, like, a modern
0: thing, this little baggie, this sandwich bag. But keeping in mind that this apartment building's only probably, like, 10 to 15 years old. Yeah. So, mm. it's all it's all modern, baby. It's all. Oh, modern baby.
1: Now, what to do? What's the right call to do with a bag like that? Do you keep it? Do you throw it? I feel like my instincts honed on this podcast are telling me that just tossing it in the trash is the wrong way to go, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what the right way to go is. I think it matters if it's sort of like in a wall, you know, like somewhere that is meant to be permanent, like a time capsule almost, or if it was like, oh, this was, you know, like in the back of a closet and someone forgot to clear it out. I think you leave it where you found it.
0: So it seems like this situation was you moved in. Nothing creepy had happened yet, right? And then you found this baggie and you're like, oh, this baggie weird. And then you threw it in the trash and then creepy stuff started happening. So I think that you made a mistake by throwing out what was probably like a bag of protection or something by like a practicing witch,
2: you know? How were the rocks described
0: again? It was described as a sandwich baggie containing strange rocks. Mm, see, oh, sorry, see. sorry, strange stones. And other artifacts.
2: Strange stones. Even the word stones compared to rocks makes it different. Stones are more magical than rocks. Yes. Yes, correct. they are. I don't know why that makes sense, but it does.
1: I'll tell you why, Eric, because a stone implies that it's been worn down by water and time mm-hmm. yes. and yeah. like lovingly selected as opposed to a rock that you turn up when like tilling a field. Common. Yeah.
2: yeah. I hate it. I totally agree. I don't know what you do with it to properly dispose of or if you keep it, but you fucked up. That's for sure.
0: I just want to know what was strange about the stones and what the other artifacts could have possibly been. I know.
2: When you look, when you looked at them, you saw how you died.
0: Ah, oh, that makes
2: sense. <laughs> classic. <laughs> you know, it's a classic. So who hasn't yeah. come across a strange stone that whispered to you the time of your death?
0: A strange stone that showed you how you died, of
1: course, naturally. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Naturally. Speaking of things hidden in homes, do you guys want to close on a final scary tale from Aoife? Yes. Yes. This is titled, Ignorance Can Be Bliss.
2: (laughs) Don't I know it.
1: Aoife writes... Hey, Spirits Podcast. First of all, thank you for the great content. I'm a big fan, particularly of urban legends, and have a few of my own. I'm Irish and have a few haunted manor stories. Not a castle, sorry, just a manor house. Mm -hmm. But this story actually takes place in the Netherlands, where my mom is from. My mom's been living in Ireland for most of her life now, but every year we would go to the Netherlands to visit my family when we were all children. We would stay with my Oma, grandmother, and Opa, grandfather. Their house is an old farmhouse that they converted about 40 years ago. While they were renovating, they opened up the attic of the house. So now when you walk into the small entrance hall, there are stairs in the middle that lead up to a mezzanine and on either side of that mezzanine is a bedroom. Mezzanines are haunted. I don't I don't care. It's like, because it's not a balcony. It's a mezzanine. Say more because I think they're
0: cool. I think they're cool, but I also think they're haunted. If you have like a space in which it is an old manor house and it has a mezzanine, haunted.
2: Every McMansion also kind of has a mezzanine technically. So does the Cleveland Guardians stadium. And I love seeing a a good old good old america's pastime from the mezzanine and i've never felt haunted there
0: i mean every theater has a mezzanine but like i don't know something about the mezzanine
1: it just feels wrong julia i think what might be haunted here similar to like a grand staircase is that it does feel like a runway for ghosts yeah a
2: runway for ghosts
1: you know because it's not like a hall, like any a long hallway, a wraparound porch, a widow's walk—dare I say—at the top of a of a home. Like it is kind of a space that is promenading and asking for lady in white to kind of stride past. Yes, Amanda, you've nailed the whole image
0: on its head. What I was picturing when you said mezzanine was being on the ground floor and then seeing a person like walk in and then away and then going
1: up the stairs and they're just gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. No question. I mean, also probably nice to walk in and have like high ceilings and then have a sort of like lofted, you know, second story. Sounds like classic excellent Dutch design. A little bit haunted, perhaps. A little bit haunted. All right. So Aoife continues. My parents have always slept in the bedroom on the left, and my brother and I always shared the one on the right. And beside our room was some attic space that was kept for storage. Now, editorializing here, Amanda breaking in, my grandparents' home also had like kind of crawl space, like attic space behind the rooms. Like the rooms were dormered, so like ceilings that sloped. And in that little sort of like end of the triangle between the wall of the room and the end of the roof was little storage space with a door that slid. And as a kid, that was the most haunted shit in the world to me. <laughs> I would never want to go in there. My grandma had to like open it a few times to get stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. And of course, the bed was pushed up right against it because that is basically what that wall was designed for. And I was just terrified. I hated it.
0: Because it's like it's a liminal space. It's like you are in your bedroom and then you open that thing and it is like just happening. And you're like, oh, no, that should be finished. That should just be
1: a wall. That shouldn't be secret passage into unfinished house. Do you remember our classmate? um, I think Alyssa or Jessica or somebody had, like, one of those, like, attic crawl spaces that was a fort that, like, her parents let her use as, like, a playroom. I don't, but that sounds cool. And I'm jealous of Alyssa slash Jessica. Yeah, I think it was Jessica because she moved. And I'm like, damn, I can't hang out in Jessica C's crawl space anymore. Probably. That makes sense. So, Eva. I don't have my very clear memories of this uh, attic storage space as a child, but apparently for a long time I would tell my parents I could hear people on the walls that they were scratching and wanted to get out. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. My parents would always reassure me that, honey, it's just mice in the attic or birds that are nesting under the <laughs> eaves. That's not better.
2: I mean, it's a little better. It's a little better. It's not good for the house, but it is better okay. <laughs> than people trapped in the walls.
1: Every year, I heard it again and would make the same complaint. Fast forward many years, and we stopped going to visit when we were adults. We still go every year, but mostly we go over separately versus as one big family. And so when I would visit, I would tend to stay in a smaller bedroom downstairs. Mm -hmm. I've always got a weird vibe from the upstairs and would feel like I was being watched if I ever did have to go up there, but I just ignored it. I put all my past memories down to a child's overactive imagination. Then one year, Mm. I went to visit with my then fiancé, now husband. My opa unfortunately passed in 2015. And my Oma can't really get upstairs anymore. So while we were visiting, she asked my husband and I to get stuff from the attic for her. Immediately, I felt nervous, but I put on my big girl pants and went upstairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As soon as my husband opened the attic door, I froze. I was hit with a wave of fear as I looked into the dark and dusty space, and I physically couldn't make myself step over the threshold. My husband went in by himself and placed everything outside the door, and I just helped ferry it downstairs. I was really surprised by my reaction, as by this stage, I was a whole-ass adult, and the (laughs) childhood fears were really coming, flooding back. When we came home, I told my mom what happened, and she laughed nervously as I told her about the feeling I got when standing on that threshold. She very casually said, oh, yeah, you used to tell me all about the people in the walls. I tried to put on a brave face for you because I was the parent, but I was terrified, too. <laughs> you know, before the house was converted, the entire attic space was a mortuary. What the fuck?
2: Wait. What the fuck? But Excuse the, me, mother? What? What? Why not the bottom?
1: Apparently, the original house was a farm run by a couple, but the wife had a side gig as an embalmer. Oh my
2: God. Not an acceptable side gig. Hustle culture has gone too far. (laughs) <laughs> you can't hustle as an embalmer.
0: You know what? I just really love dead bodies, and I just wanted to find a passion that would allow me to do that, my side hustle
1: as a full-time job. Okay, listen, if this is farm country in her in her defense, it sounds like maybe there weren't full-time mortuary people around and maybe she was really good at chemistry or care or like had to do it for a family member and then it just sort of snowballed i am finding myself wanting to defend this woman and i'm not why? really sure why
2: <laughs> band. i mean i know i i understand where amanda's coming from as misguided as she might be uh, <laughs> but i mean i think it, make, it makes sense it makes sense you got your local country doctor and if he doesn't know how to right. embalm someone. You need your local country embalmer,
0: or you just bury the body.
2: Truly, <laughs> I still think it's Buck Wild, but I'm saying Amanda's story does hold, hold some water.
1: <laughs> oh, this is not my story. Okay, this is no, just my. I, I just mean, my your read. explanation.
2: Your explanation. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> I would like to question why it was upstairs.
2: Yeah, that that's because you're lugging around dead bodies up and downstairs. Right. That's hard. That's just hard work. I've never done it. I want to be very clear. I don't know this first-hand experience. I mean, it's just tough.
0: I would love the answer to be, "Oh, cause
1: it was in a flood zone. <laughs> Can't have a mortuary in a flood zone in the basement. No, you gotta put it upstairs. An outbuilding an ice house, mm-hmm. like, yeah. lots of places. Like, you have to get, you have to, like, yes, it is literally dead weight. That shit's heavy. <laughs> you have to get rid of fluids. You have to bring the body back downstairs. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of logistics. And I'm mm-hmm. very curious about all of them. Yeah. But Aoife just finishes her email by saying, Now, every time I visit, all I can think about are the potential spirits that are trapped in the walls. And really, I was happier living in ignorance. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. Maybe if you just like open the door up, then the spirits can leave. <laughs> like stop, stop closing the attic door and just let it open, and eventually they'll wander out. Like uh, like when you have a fly and it just cannot seem to find the door, and you're like, just go outside, you stupid fly. Yeah,
2: we've got a fly right now, and we cannot <laughs> get this motherfucker out. It's and we we probably have a fly slaughter somewhere in the basement, but neither of us are willing to go down there and look. Because we don't care that much.
0: And the problem is, too, you can't, like, cup a ghost like you would cup a spider or a fly and just let it outside and, like, be free. That's true. If only. If only we could just cup a ghost.
1: I know. That would be great.
0: Oh, God. Okay. I just want to do a quick check-in. None of us are parents, obviously. Correct. If you were a parent and you were like, I know this creepy thing about the house that we are currently in. And my child keeps telling me like, there's something creepy about this house. Would you confirm that for that child or would you just keep lying to that child?
2: I think you, Team ignorance coming in hot. I mean, even Aoife here says she was happy to be living in ignorance. Yes. So like by her own account, that is the solution, lie. If you're willing to lie about Santa and the Tooth Fairy <laughs> and every everybody else, then why not just lie about the ghost? Because There's no, there's no benefit. Now you're scaring a kid.
0: But like the addict still scares her, right? Like even if you tell her, oh, it's fine. She's still like, there's something wrong with it. And I know this in my child gut, you know, like at that point I would just be like, yeah, do you want to move rooms? You don't have to be in that room anymore if it scares you.
2: Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. But I think you want to hope that they grow out of it. So if you keep them living in ignorance and like you, you can do, you can move them, do something like that. But I think the, the ideal way is to keep them thinking that everything's hunky dory for as long as possible, because no good is going to come from from being like, no, you're right. There's ghosts haunting your roof. That's not going to help anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. While I'm not a parent, I did raise my youngest siblings and I did not need to give them any more reasons to like. Not do what I was telling them to do, you know. <laughs> like, uh, you don't want to eat your vegetables. Too bad if you don't eat them, you're not going to grow. Uh, you uh, you want coffee? You want mom and dad's uh, special bean juice? Too bad you can't have it. It's it's illegal for kids under 12. <laughs> like, you just you just lie and lie and lie until the things that you need to happen happen. I think actually, Etha's mom handled this perfectly, which is to to confirm for your kid and be like, ah, ha, ha, yes, what a funny story. Now that you're an adult, we can, you know, like give you a revised version of your own past, much like, oh, you're never allowed to drink. And then you're like, yes, mom, and got up to some stuff in college. And then, you know, you you tell them when it's appropriate. I think this is when it's appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Parents, though, sound off. I feel bad for the husband who got exposed to the ghosts. Well, yeah. What a what a brave guy. Good, yeah. good fiancing. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Well, if I got to tell you in terms of a uh, haunting per word of an email, this is uh, right on up there with pretty the, haunted. Pretty haunted. haunted. Yeah. Well,
0: remember listeners, whether you are lying to children about ghosts or telling them the truth about ghosts, remember as always, stay creepy. Stay cool.
1: today, please text one friend about us. That's the very best way to help keep us growing. Thanks for listening to Spirits. We'll see you next week. Bye.